Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the NFL Roadshow, Fantasy Friday edition. Lindsay Rhodes here with my good friend Michael Fabiano coming up. As we are going to do every Friday this year, the two of us who do a radio show together called Fantasy Dirt on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Channel 87 from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on weeknights. That's the plug. Uh, we're going to run through some of our favorite matchup plays of the week, avoiding the most obvious guys for the most part, unless they have particularly compelling matchups, like this guy might be the best scorer on the whole slate kind of thing. We're going to primarily stick to guys that you might be trying to make a decision about. And then we're going to run through some lower end plays or guys who return particular value in daily formats. Always start off looking for low-priced guys there, and Fabs does a pretty good job of finding those and sticking to that theme. I usually find myself gravitating to a couple of guys Two that are not exactly cheap, but are perhaps cheaper than I think that they should be. So we've got a few of those names for you as well. So let's get to it. Week four. Time now to break the huddle. Hello, let's go. Two on two on two. Ready? We're going to go through our favorite matchups of the week now with Michael Fabiano, who has gone through all of these games and before we get to the guys whose matchups you like the most fabs, let me ask mm-hmm. you this, because this yeah. is how this is effectively what determines whether a matchup is good or not. Have you have you been able to peg or isolate the defenses that you want to attack offensively at this point? Because I feel them, like it's less obvious them, sure. than it was at this time last year. Like last year, you were like, okay, this is the secondary. You go get ev- whatever mm-hmm. wide receivers mm-hmm. playing this team. This team can't stop the run. And I feel like it's less obvious this year. You do have a couple of teams like, like the Jags that just aren't very good. But then I plugged in a bunch of Cardinals last week in my DFS lineup for DirecTV. And, you know, well, Rondo Moore didn't do anything. But, yeah. you know, it just it yeah. wasn't what I expected it to be considering that the Jaguars, they, they weren't as bad as I thought they would be, frankly. So I don't right. know that I have that answer to you. Because the only thing that's predictable in the NFL is it's unpredictability. But you're going after the Texans. You're going after the Jaguars without question. You're mm-hmm. definitely going after the Washington football team's pass defense. After three weeks, they have been awful. I mean, terrible. You're going after Detroit, especially their pass defense. Uh, because they're banged up, their DBs are banged up right now. So, and, and some of these defenses are better against the run, like Tampa. Mm-hmm. But you can throw on the Bucks. So then it sort of splits on some of these defenses, where really tough in terms of one aspect, but not so tough in the other aspect, uh, whether it be the, the the run or the pass. And in, in Tampa Bay situation, you can throw on them all day long. You just can't run on that team. But you also have to factor in the offensive lines too, right? And the defensive line. So for example, this week, the Giants, right? Like you would think, oh, this is a good matchup. They're playing Atlanta. Atlanta's, you know, not all that great. They've they've been giving it up. Well, the Giants O line is a mess. I mean, they're chock full right. of injuries. It's a home game for Atlanta. And so you you have to take those things into consideration as well. Like Atlanta this season so far, and, and again it's it's three games, right? They've given up almost 25 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. But Hmm. I don't really love Daniel Jones this week because it looks like Sterling Shepard is either going to be limited or out. Same with Darius Slayton. And the offensive line is horrible. You know what I mean? Like, so last week, that was the issue. So when you look at Taylor Heineke going in this week for the football team, I like it because, well, okay, that offensive line is a little bit better than the Giants, right? 
And this could end up being somewhat of a high-scoring affair because mm-hmm. Washington's bad against the pass. Maybe Matt Ryan actually somewhat wakes up because so far he's been in somewhat of a statistical slumber. So, like, that was the example from last week. Is that I, you know, I really liked Deanna Jones against Atlanta because their defense wasn't any good, and Daniel Jones didn't do anything. And now yeah. they go home, and do they, do they play at a higher level? I, I know last season Philadelphia, it was odd, but I always check these out. When the Eagles were at home, their defense played significantly better than when it was on the road. And I don't mm-hmm. have enough data right now for 2021 to make a determination on, on, on whether or not that's going to be true with some teams. It will inevitably be. But you have to look at that, too. Like, is, is this defense better when they're playing in front of their home crowd as opposed to when they're on the road? I mean, you know, that happens as well. And we just uh, don't have enough data at right. this point. To clarify this week, too, the Giants are playing the Saints. And that so is, who knows who they are. But, but the Saints defense has been good. And so the Saints yeah. defense is a really good play in fantasy, and I don't like Daniel Jones this week because of that matchup. Okay. What quarterbacks do you like? Which matchups do you like? Uh, we're we're going to leave off, you know, Patrick Mahomes. We're going to leave off Kyler. Uh, but okay. Justin Herbert, I mean, he's, he's very close to becoming an elite quarterback in fantasy football. I don't think yeah, he's there he yet is. because I, – I, but I can say – is he on Mahomes' level yet? No, that's, no, that's, no, no, no. No, Mahomes, I'm just no, I've just I've, I don't Kyler know if you follow me Josh on Allen. social media, but I have made very clear. Of course clear, I I've, do. I'm no, I know. I'm I was being sarcastic, but I'm yes. like launching a Justin Herbert fan club. I'm I'm okay. I'm on that bandwagon. I'm driving it. Mm-hmm. Just don't okay. cut your hair ever again, Justin, and then we're gonna be good. Ah, uh, yes, so good. <laughs> uh, I think he is on the cusp of being elite. Let's put it that way, mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective. Okay, okay, we're not talking about real football. Yeah, because he was kind of bleh in the first couple of weeks just from a fantasy standpoint, but this last week. Was yes, good. right. But he, he's still not on the level of like Mahomes or Kyler or mm-hmm. Josh Allen, at least in my humble opinion, but he's getting close. Matthew Stafford's got a good matchup against the Cardinals this week. That should be a shootout. Uh, the the over-under over at uh, SI Sportsbook, I think it was 54 and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, who Jonathan Taylor is not even in the top 40 in fantasy uh, points among running backs in the last two weeks. Not even That's in the crazy. top 40. He's he's not even number one on his team. But get right game. I know he's dealing with a bit of a knee uh, issue at this point, so you're going to want to keep tabs on his status moving forward. Uh, I'm guessing he'll be a go. But Miami's defense is terrible. They just gave up over 20 fantasy points to Peyton Barber, for for crying out loud. So, uh, he's in play. David Montgomery, I like the matchup this week. He's another guy. Two stinkers in a row. Not mm-hmm. great. But the Lions are are good for what ails offensive skill position players who may not be playing at a high level. Uh, Jamar Chase, we talked about it already. That is a bananas matchup against Jacksonville and their wretched de- defensive backfield. Mike Williams, I, I, I would tell you this right now. I would be trying to sell Mike Williams in every league that I have him in. Why? You don't believe that it'll no continue? There's no way he's going to keep up this level of production. He's the wide receiver Why? two right now. If I Now, I have to get something very valuable in return mm-hmm. because I'm not going to flip him just for nothing. This is not your, uh, your 2020 version of Mike Williams. This is 2021 where he is emerging as one of the top wide receivers in fantasy football to this point, to this point. But mm-hmm. I, would be, I would be trying to... Uh, sell high on him all day long and try and because Mike Williams, 
wasn't drafted to be your wide receiver one. He wasn't drafted to be a wide receiver two. In some cases, Lindsay, he wasn't drafted to be your wide receiver three. He was drafted in the middle to late rounds, and now you're getting elite production out of him. So you probably have some pretty good wide receivers. Or if you believe in Mike Williams and think he's going to keep this up in Joe Lombardi's offense, well, guess what you do? One of the other wide receivers that you drafted ahead of him, maybe you throw him on the trade block and see what comes your way. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I mean, I get the thought process. Depending on what you can get back for Mike Williams, I get wanting to to that. I could see it stick. I could see him finishing the season the way he's played so far. He's a wide receiver it. two right now. Well, not that I don't, not wide receiver two. I'm not saying like that he has to stay to that standard, but if he still puts up wide receiver one for your team type numbers, sure. like yes, he he's probably 22 and 22. And I was off him last week because I wondered if he could sustain that. And he put up 33. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. not saying that that's the answer to the question. There you go. Three weeks we have our answer, but. Mm-hmm. I, I would I kind also, of feel like injury has been his biggest problem. I'd also say this, and uh, I, I'm not trying to downgrade what he's done in any way, mm-hmm. in, in any way at all. He played Washington in Feels week like one. Their, their defense is not good. Washington's defense yeah. is not good, right? We thought they were good. They're not good against the pass. And then he played against my beloved Dallas Cowboys in week two. Pass defense is not that good. It, it, they're, they're better than I thought they'd be. They're not that great. And then this past week, I mean, the Chiefs, their defense is not that good. <laughs> I mean, so, and he's got the Raiders this week, and their defense isn't that good. So, I mean, like, that's, that's great. Once he runs into a, a couple of the formidable defenses here at some point, and I'd have to look at the, the, uh, the Chargers' schedule. I know they got the Browns coming up in week five uh, on the schedule. So, that'll be a more difficult matchup. Then they've got a road game against the Ravens, but the Ravens' defense hasn't really been that good against wide receivers either because no one can run on them, so they just throw the ball on them. So they have the Raiders this week. Can't wait to see that game. It's so big for both teams. Like, both teams really, really need that dub. That AFC West matchup might be one of, if at the very least, the the ones that I'm most excited to watch this weekend. What about the matchup for Derek Carr? Because Derek Carr has been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league. He's been the best quarterback in the league in some metrics. Uh, he's on mm-hmm. pace to throw for 6,000 freaking yards this I know, year. I know. Fabs. Yep. So what kind of matchup do you see it for him? Does the fantasy success continue against the Chargers? On paper, it's not good, right? Mm-hmm. The Chargers in week one faced Fitzpatrick. He got hurt. They faced Heineke. No great shakes. Week two, they held Dak to a, a real stinker. Now, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Cowboys ran the ball so successfully on the bolts that they didn't need to throw the football uh, all that much. But the Chargers also held Amari Cooper in check. And then last week, I mean, you're playing Mahomes. Mahomes is going to throw for three touchdowns against basically everybody, right? So mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the Chargers, they, they have a pretty good pass defense. Uh, but Derek Carr has also gone into Pittsburgh – and uh, maybe I'm overrating the Pittsburgh defense. It hasn't been good so far this season, but you know it's still tough to go to Heinz Field and 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 put up a big line on that Steelers defense on their home field. So I, I have I have Derek Carr ranked outside of the range where he's a top twelve fantasy quarterback okay. this week. But QB is also have you good. have you ever had him this season ranked within the top twelve? In fact, I have not. Well, I feel I like not. we might be overcoming some biases where Derek Carr is concerned. 
No, I know because Derek Carr. He's real never, world he, football be damned. You know what I mean? Like we're not necessarily talking about him in a real world football standpoint. Like you and I both right, right, knew right. that he had this in him, but from a fantasy mm-hmm. standpoint, he hasn't he's been never, that type of right. quarterback. He was the QB 12 last year. So in a 12 team league, he was the, the, the worst QB one. And I have watched every Raiders game. He looks so good. Yeah. And oh, so he good. is now throwing the ball a little bit more downfield. He's not throwing the ball 19 times to Darren Waller like he did I know. in week one. Um, he has been tremendous. And so I wouldn't you know be what? surprised if this ends up being a shootout and you throw the stats out the window and both teams are going up and down totally. the field. Yep, I totally agree. I think this is going to be a high point total. Um, I had his brother, David, on my podcast, the NFL Road Show. You can download wherever you get podcasts. Um, and he said, and I thought that this was interesting, that he thinks that he has always thought Derek's strength as a quarterback is those downfield passes. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, right. I mean, I know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you think your brother, but he didn't do it so frequently. He didn't do it. And mm-hmm. then to think like, that's his strength, but he just wasn't doing it because the offense wasn't calling for it. And Gruden didn't want him to do it. Okay. Real quick, two tight ends that have good matchups this week. Who do you think? Uh, Logan Thomas and fingers crossed. I just traded for this kid uh, in the Fabiano invitational. Kyle Pitts against Washington. You think it's coming? I hope I thought it, I thought it may have come last week <laughs> against the Giants and it did not. So it did not. We're still waiting. Maybe this will be the week. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid and I absolutely love this game. Every week we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Time now for some low-end plays. You might want to think about playing this week. That guy that's sitting on your bench just waiting for the right week or a streamer option or a guy that's inexpensive in DFS because you got to find the guy that's inexpensive in DFS in order to win some of those contests. So, Fabs, give me some names at the quarterback position. Uh, Sam Darnold, who has been awesome. Like, wow, shocking that he gets away from Adam Gase and the Jets and suddenly he's a really good fantasy quarterback. Uh, against my beloved Dallas Cowboys, uh, he is a player that you can certainly get uh, at a discounted price in DFS and six K uh, undrafted. Probably, teams. probably more of a two QB league option, multi quarterback league option, but still uh, playing at a high level. Taylor hit him with the Heineke Rhodes. Yeah, right? I mean, that not the sexiest too. name in the world, but I mean, he scored. Uh, he's given you over twenty points in his first two starts, and he's got Atlanta, and their defense is not all that great. Uh, Cordero Patterson, speaking of Atlanta, against the Washington football team. Patterson's been the better of the two backs in Atlanta. Uh, Mike Davis uh, playing second fiddle from a fantasy perspective. I have Peyton Barber on the list, but I'm not sure if Josh Jacobs is going to be able to return. It's a Monday night game. So keep tabs on Jacobs' status and practice throughout the week. And if he's unable to go, Peyton Barber against the Chargers, who are not good against the run, gave up 100 and a touchdown to Clyde Edwards-Solaire the week before. They got smoked by Zeke and Tony Pollard. Uh, and Gibson had a pretty good game against them in week one. So uh, I like Peyton Barber if he's the guy for the Raiders. Cordero Patterson, by the way, RB9 on the it's year. It's insane. It's crazy. Last yeah. week, 
seven rush attempts for 20 yards, six catches for 82 yards. And as you mentioned, Washington this week. So yeah, that's a good matchup. And uh, also with regards to Taylor Heineke, $5,900 on DraftKings. That's the 14th highest priced running back. um, Pretty good. Atlanta allowing the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So yeah, I like that one as well. What about wide receiver? Uh, Jacoby Myers, who had a good game last week, uh, I would think New England's going to be playing a negative game script, so they're going to have to throw the ball in the second half to try and uh, erase a deficit that will inevitably happen against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers can't stop the pass, and I get it. Like, now they signed Richard Sherman. I don't think he's going to make that much of a difference right away. So uh, Myers is a good play. Nick Westbrook Aquina. I got it. I got it, it, Rhodes. I got it. it. Against the Jets. And we don't know... I don't think A.J. Brown's going to play because he's week to week. And Julio Jones was out. He didn't practice today. I don't know if he's going to play this week either. But if one of those two is out, well, then this kid, Westbrook Okina, boom, nailed it again, could end up being a nice value, especially in DFS. And if both are out, well, then all of a sudden you're looking at, uh, you're looking at Westbrook Okina, you're looking at, Chester Rogers, maybe. I mean, like the the, the Titans are going to be down to next to nothing. They're going to throw the throw the ball. Uh, I guess not nearly as much and run the ball like crazy with Derrick Henry, which may be the uh, maybe the situation regardless. But uh, he is a player that that is very likely uh, cheap, and I'm talking about real cheap uh, on DraftKings at tight end. You want cheap Hunter Henry? He's he wait is, time out. Yeah. Westbrook Akina is $3,200. That's pretty good. On DraftKings. That's pretty good. Yep. We, we like that price, especially if both uh, of the top, the Titans' top two wide receivers are out. Now, Hunter Henry, he is basically canceling Johnny Smith out. He is canceling. They have canceling Dude. each other out from a fantasy perspective. What? But Hunter what did, Henry. What did they pay him for? What did they pay Johnny all that money? What are I they doing? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Maybe they thought they were getting uh, Gronkowski Hernandez here, that sort of situation, and clearly it's not so far. But Henry has been on the field more often when Mac Jones dropbacks to pass, right? So uh, Johnny Smith, not as much, much lower percentage in terms of the dropbacks for Mac Jones. And the Buccaneers, again, not a great pass defense. The Patriots could be playing from behind, so uh, he's worth a look. And then Dawson Knox who had a nice game last week against the football team. Now you get the Texans, and the Texas defense is terrible, one of the worst in the National Football League. So uh, I think Dawson Knox also worth a look, and, and he is going to come at a discounted price as well. Um, I've got a couple that I want to ask you about. Yeah. Uh, for the tight end position, yep. Tyler Conklin is $3,500. Um, now he is dealing apparently with an injury there. Yes, that's what I was just going to mention. Elbow, and so there's that. But he's tied in nine on the season. Now that's basically because of one really, really strong week three in which mm-hmm. he got a ton of volume, seven catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Um, do you, because they kind of funneled it and included him a lot more last week and KJ Osborne was on the outside looking in, do you maybe think that that's something that you could could expect to continue? Or do you think that's a one-week wonder type of situation? And then as, as a sidebar to this whole conversation, um, Dalton Schultz is $3,400 uh-huh. versus Carolina, right? In that same Dalton mix. Schultz is, yeah. and remember, 
Folks, last season, Dalton Schultz had over 60 catches, and Dak Prescott was not the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys for the entire season, not even close. So uh, he's a good player, and a lot of folks out there thought Blake, Blake Jarwin would take the job back, and that has not been the case. Jarwin's getting his run, but they're giving targets to Schultz. I do like him. Conklin, here's a, a little funny side note here. Uh, you know, I always am checking Rotowire or Sports Edge, NBC Sports Edge, and they have Tyler Conklin listed as uh, having an elbow and a glue injury, oh, a glue. Just missing the T yeah. and the E. Sticky situation there the uh, for Tyler Conklin. That's a bad dad joke, by the way. But yeah, I don't want to play. I don't want to play a less than 100 percent Tyler Conklin. Uh, yeah, so right. I, I, I'd wait to see uh, what his practice status is a little bit later in the week. I don't think he's a one hit wonder, but I don't think he's going to be consistent either. And again, well, the fact that much better the- defensive matchup last week against Seattle than he will have this week against Cleveland. And the fact that Dalton Schultz, the other name that I threw out there, tore up the Eagles the way that he did, that actually might be your argument for this being the week to pay up for Kelsey because that's who Kelsey has this week. Um, another name to throw out at you, Naeem Hines, who's just $4,900. Yes, and I like him as well. Yes. He's uh, been very the- boomer bust, right? Yes, like 14, yep. mm-hmm. 3, and 18. But the Dolphins are allowing the second most fantasy points to running back. So it feels like this might be a good week for him. And they've also given up 20 catches to running backs. That's tied for the ninth most in the league so far after three weeks. Now, I do do like Naheem Hines. I wish I had started him in a few places last week. Didn't see that coming. But that's the thing with Naheem Hines, right? We we can't see these big games coming. Remember, it was like week one. I believe yep. he had that massive game and everyone spent all their fab on him. And then he had a stretch where he didn't do anything. And then boom, he started having big games again. You either start Naheem Hines or you, or you sit him. And right. you never know what you're going to get from him. To me, if you're in a multi-flex league, like we're in some of these, perfect guy to put in one of those leagues. Because on occasion, he's going to pop and he's going to catch enough passes where he's never going to really kill you in a given week. He's kind of like the Cole Beasley of running backs in that Beasley will have some stakers from time to time, yeah, uh, but, but then, he's going to see so many go targets. Right, right, exactly. Yep. So, uh, Another name to just put on your radar, Shuba Hubbard is $5,900 on DraftKings, and he's going to get a ton of opportunity. They looked like they were just plugging him right into the Christian McCaffrey role. So 11 carries last week for 52 yards, three catches for 27 um, teams haven't rushed a ton against the Cowboys. So it's a little bit risky in that sense, but they have allowed five yards per carry. So you can yeah. run on them if you want to. Well, and then another name, and I know that this is not a sleeper in any way, but just talking about value, Jalen hurts is priced at $6,900 on DraftKings. That makes him the seventh highest running back on the Sunday slate coming off of that awful game against Dallas. He still scored 25 DraftKings points in that game. Mm -hmm. He has not dipped below 20 points all season. So I think as long as he continues to be priced in that range, I think that you could even call him a value play, even though he's closer to the top of the slate. Yeah. He's been good. He's been uh, as good as advertised and Lindsay Rhodes is reaping the benefits. Yes, because I just traded for Hertz and Robert Woods with you in our deep dynasty league. Hope you're enjoying Aaron Jones. Good thing for you. I was somewhat desperate for a quarterback, but I actually think it ended up being a fair trade for both of us. Though I do need Jalen to step up his real life game a little bit so they don't even think about turning to Gardner Minshew there. One more name. I can't stop. How about DeAndre Swift? 
And again, I get it. Not exactly scraping the bottom of the barrel here, Linz, but he's the 14th most expensive running back on this Sunday slate. And yes, I tend to focus on daily for this category. Team is kind of a disaster offensively. Um, That's not normally a recipe for success for running back, but this running back is the second most targeted in the league behind only Najee Harris, who is also on a shit show of an offense at the moment. But I digress. Swift, 11 targets in week one, five targets in week two, seven targets in week three. That's worth paying for in daily, especially at $6,600. I'm also cramming Brandon Cooks into my lineups because while his pricing is starting to catch up with his production, it still doesn't reflect what he's actually doing on the field. He is wide receiver six on the season in fantasy. He has yet to turn in a sub 20 point performance on DraftKings, and yet he is the 15th highest priced receiver on the main slate, $6,400. They've got the bills. They will be down. He will be the guy they go to copy and paste and insert this argument every single week until proven otherwise. A couple buyer bewares for you. No offense. Might look like a really good option for a DFS lineup all the way down at $4,300 on DraftKings, especially when you see that green 32 under opponent rank. Just want to point out, so that you're making an informed decision, the two tight ends that put up massive numbers against that opponent, Baltimore, were Waller in that week one game where Carr targeted him like crazy in the first half, and Kelsey in week two. Not exactly your typical tight ends. In week three, they played TJ Hawkinson and they totally shut him down, which is another interesting conversation worth having. How much can you trust TJ Hawkinson moving forward? The last two games, we've seen defenses focus on stopping him. And until we see someone step up at wide receiver on that Detroit team, that might continue. Seeing as how his strength this season, in my mind, was volume and he only got two targets last week because of the defense, I think that is concerning to say the least. And I say that as somebody who has TJ Hawkinson on so many season-long teams. Another guy that you are obviously playing in season-long, but maybe, 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 maybe want to think twice about paying up for in daily is Kyler Murray because of the matchup. He's got the Rams this week. The Rams are undefeated against Kyler. They're obviously very good again this year. Uh, And here's the crazy stat. He only has 46 rushing yards total in four starts against them. They have been his kryptonite. Okay, that's going to do it for this show. We are back Monday to see if we were right about any of this. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can also subscribe, please, 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 on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just download it today. Tap podcasts up. We will pop. For video clips of the show and more, follow me on Twitter, Lindsay underscore Rhodes. I'm also on Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. And the NFL Retro is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Yay for Andrew. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen. Hope you enjoy week four, everybody. So much fun. We'll see you again here on Monday. Serious XM Podcasts.